Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 456 of our YouTube channel and podcast. And I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today is Stock Market Monday, and so we have uh, another day of talking about markets, talking about uh, what is going on, and um, honestly, not a lot of positive things uh, have been going on in the stock market as of late. Um, so we're going to talk about what's going on, talk about how you should feel about it or how you may currently feel about it, and then talk about what we should do on the back end. So um, don't get too pessimistic. Watch this before you do anything uh, too rash. And for sure, uh, we will do our best to help you make the best financial decisions possible moving forward in your investing life, even amidst a market correction. So stick around for a discussion of all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for everybody uh, who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, I think um, lately in the market, we have seen um, really two things dominate the news. And the two things that have dominated the news by and large have been the fact uh, that the market has been dropping pretty precipitously, uh, number one, which is going to be the primary of what I'm talking about today. And then two, you know, Elon Musk's uh, purchase of Twitter, which has um, you know, been agreed to at least at this point and everything going on there. I'm not going to beat the dead horse of talking about Elon Musk and Twitter anymore. It's a big deal. A lot of stuff going on, taking a huge social media company private. But I think I have uh, an obligation to you all who watch or listen to the show every single day um, to talk about what's going on as far as the market correction. Uh, because we are in the midst of a market correction and we're in the midst of something that many would argue is far more like a bear market than a market correction. So what I want to do today is just take you through this idea of market corrections, take you through what's been going on as of late, uh, what may be driving the market further down, um, and then just what we may look for in the future. Ultimately, we know um, that you know if you've listened or, or watched the show for any period of time, uh, that I am a long-term guy. I'm a long-term investor. I am not looking for short-term trends or to be a short-term trader, uh, but it's interesting to understand what's going on and to make sure we are in the right frame of mind to make the best long-term investment decisions that we absolutely can. So let's just jump right into it, right? Um, year to date now on the S&P 500, um, as of Friday's close, we are down 13.86%. 13.86%. And then the uh, NASDAQ uh, on a year-to-date basis down 22.09%. So statistically, the NASDAQ is in bear market territory. So being down 20% uh, or more from highs, um, the S&P isn't technically there, uh, though many S&P stocks are in their own bear market territory. They are down 20% or much 
much more. Now, there were um, a lot of tech earnings this past week, some very good, some not so good, right? Um, Amazon didn't live up to expectations and uh, their stock got crushed for it. Um, you know, Apple didn't seem to have uh, any big issues out of Apple, even though um, on Friday they did have a pretty bad day. Uh, but for the uh, week last week, Apple was only down 2%. Um, and I believe the market itself, let me see, I think the market itself was also um, down around the same amount. Yeah, the Apple and the market were down about the exact same amount uh, this past week. So it just kind of followed the market. Uh, but there were other companies that, that did quite well. Uh, Meta uh, had a, a great week as far as um, you know, their stock. And if you don't know what Meta is, just think Facebook, right? Um, Facebook last week was up 9.7%. Uh, so that's just a, a big week for a big stock. But nonetheless, the market was down nearly 3% this past week and it's just added to the carnage uh, that is the market as of now. And so as an investor, it gets kind of dicey, right? Because it, most of this year has been negative, right? If you look at a chart of the S&P 500, uh, this year. You see from January 3rd, the first trading day uh, after the new year, from January 3rd to January 27th, the market was down 9.8%, right? So uh, a lot of our loss had already happened to that point. Then uh, from January 27th uh, to February 9th, the market was up 6%, right? So gained some back. Um, and then from February 9th, to February 23rd, market was down nearly 8% there. From uh, February 23rd uh, to March 29th, so a little over a month there, the market was up 9.6%, right? So a lot of oscillation going on. But since March 29th, so the month of April, um, what have we seen? We've seen a, a pretty dismal market. So if, if I go to uh, the close March 31st uh, to the close uh, Friday, April 29th, it was down 8.8%, or if you go from the close April 1st uh, to the close April 29th, it was down 9.11% for the month, right? So a really, really bad month uh, in April and one of the worst that we've seen in a long, long time. Uh, and it has pushed us into this correction territory. And, you know, it, correction is just semantics. And so is uh, bear market, right? These words, these phrases are just semantics. They're just things that we say to characterize what is going on uh, in the stock market at a given time. But it is important to note that what we are going through is not new, right? What we are going through is not abnormal, right? There's so many headwinds and so many things going on in the economy, right? Um, you can talk about inflation. You can talk about expected interest rate hikes by the Fed. Right? You can talk about the fact that this past week we got a GDP reading uh, that for the first quarter GDP was uh, it grew at a negative rate, so it contracted by 1.4%, uh, right? And typically we call a recession two consecutive quarters of said contracting uh, economy, right? So that, that was negative. Um, you've know, still got a bunch of supply shortages. Um, you've got Russia, Ukraine still going on. You've got high oil prices still. Um, so just a lot of things that can push against the market that can be uh, headwinds. Now, if you know anything about the stock market, though, you know that the market itself uh, is a forward-looking measure, right? The market is taking future cash flows, what they expect future cash flows to be, and discounting those cash flows back to today, right? So once the market has reacted uh, to something, that something may not have even happened yet.
All right, that's why with the Fed, a lot of times the Fed likes to let the market know what course it's going to be on without saying too much, right? They want to tell the market, okay, we expect to do this moving forward. So the market can go ahead and price that in. And there aren't these big swings uh, based on what the Fed chooses to do. But nonetheless, right, if we just go back, right, and we say, um, you know, since 1974, November of 1974, how many times uh, has the stock market been in correction territory? So how many times uh, has the market been down 10% or more? And that answer is 24 times, 24 times since 1974, right? So 1974 is, that's what, 48 years? So um, a little less than 48 years if we're talking about November, but uh, nonetheless, in 48 years, uh, to have 24 corrections. So on average, you know, one every two years, and you know, we still freak out about them, right? And if you look at the recent past, it's kind of been like, you know, one every two years, even though it seems like uh, we've been through a whole lot more uh, because of coronavirus and things like that. Um, we really haven't. So uh, all of the corrections, there were several in the 70s from 74 uh, to 79. Let's see, there was one in 74, 75, 76, one in 78, 79, 80, two in 80, right? So within just a six-year time period, uh, there were seven corrections, and one of those corrections was into bear market territory. The market was down more than 20% in November of 1980, right? Then we saw one in 83. There was one in 87, which we know uh, got very, very bad. You know, 87, uh, October of 87 still has the worst single day in stock market history. Uh, then uh, January and July of 1990, there were corrections. Um, 1997, 1998, 99, uh, there was a bear market in 2000. 2002, there was a correction. 2007, so we had a big gap there from 02 to 07 where there was no correction. Then obviously 07, we get uh, the financial crisis, which is the worst of the bear markets that we see here. We end up seeing five bear markets since 1974. Right. Then we uh, get in April 2010, uh, we have another uh, correction, uh, 2011, two in 2015, so we, a few years there. Um, a few years later, there were two in 2018. Uh, and then in 2020, obviously, we had the coronavirus crash. Market was down more than 30%, so we saw a bear market there. And now we have another correction, right? Now we have another correction uh, that has come into our lives. Now, is this something that we need uh, to be actively worrying about? Well, I just told you that this happens all the time, right? Now, the headwinds may be different, right? And everybody wants to convince themselves that it's different this time, uh, that it's not just the same old stuff. And truly, the, the catalysts may not be the exact same, uh, but the idea is the exact same. The idea is that investor sentiment turns negative for one reason or another, right? Um, you know, market sentiment turns negative because either, let's say, corporations aren't, you know, making earnings, let's say there's big macroeconomic factors, whatever uh, it may ultimately be, and investors sell, right? Institutions sell, individuals sell, uh, and the market drops. And when they sell more than they buy, prices drop, and uh, ultimately you end up with a correction or maybe even uh, a bear market. And it's not comfortable, right? It's not something that uh, we invest through and it's just all you know, hunky-dory, but at the same time, it is necessary, 
and it is a necessary condition if you're going to build wealth over a long period of time that you must invest through corrections and through bear markets. You must do it, right? Uh, because the attempt to try to time a correction or to, to, to try to time uh, a bear market is futile. It's a futile attempt. You, you absolutely cannot do it with any reasonable amount uh, of success, right? Um, and what ultimately happens to most people who try to time uh, recessions or time bear markets or time corrections uh, is that they end up getting out of the market far too early uh, and then getting back in far too late. And so they miss out uh, on a lot of gains. Or they just convince themselves um, that the market is always going to be going down, which if you know anything about the market, again, you just pull up a chart of the S&P 500 over the past I don't know, 40 years, right? It, here, you know, Google will take me back to May of 1982, right? And it it's just an up to the right, you know, it's got kind of the, the parabolic curve to it um, because that's the way your money grows. That's the way compound interest works. Yes, there are some bumps along the way, right? There's, um, you know, the tech bubble. There's the uh, financial crisis. There's coronavirus. It's just a quick V spike. Um, and then right now we're on a downward trend uh, even now. So we can look at this and just go, you know, over long periods of time, you make money, right? Over long periods of time, you will continue to grow your money. Uh, now, is it comfortable to look uh, at a one-year chart of the S&P 500? So if you go back a year, you go back to the beginning of May uh, in 2021, the market's down 1.45% in a year. And we're just not used to that, right? Because even with that 1.45% negative for the past year, the market's still up 72.21% over the past five years, right? So what, 70%, you uh, divide that out by five, that's 14% per year. I know that's not compounded or whatever, but let's just say on average 14% a year and you had one year that was negative 1%, right? Um, so it's, it's pretty amazing what the market has yielded in the recent past. And so, uh, to look at the market currently and go, you know, why is this happening? This is unfair. This is not realistic is wrong, right? It is very realistic that the market pulls back. It's very realistic that, um, the economy just doesn't just continue to expand, um, in a, you know, perpetual state, uh, or that companies don't continue to grow at this crazy high perpetual rate that they've grown at in the recent past. That's not to say that companies won't continue to grow. That's not to say the stock market won't continue to thrive uh, over the long term, but it's to say in the short term, it's very, very possible uh, that the stock market could um, see some pain. Now, there's this article from January 25th uh, of this year. Uh, and this was, let's see, January 25th. Let's see what uh, was going on, how, how far down we were uh, from the highs. Okay, we closed January uh, 25th down 9.18% uh, from our uh, open for the year. So down 9.18% for a uh, year to date. And at that time, uh, somebody at Charles Schwab put together this nice little article um, and put together some graphics that talks about bear markets and bull markets, right? And what they look like and what can be expected, right? So the whole idea is that bear markets have been shorter than bull markets and bear markets have not been as dramatic as bull markets have been, right? We feel like they're dramatic because they're on the news and everybody's talking about them and they, you know, it hurts far more to see the value of your money go down than it feels good to watch it go up, right? Because we expect it to go up. But 
um, they show here that the average duration of a bull market uh, is 2,069 days. 2,069 days, right? Um, that's a long time to have any um, you know, type of you know, positive or negative trend going on, right? For something to be going on 2,069 days. And if you, know, if you just divide that out by 365, we're looking at 5.67 years is the average duration of a bull market, but the average bear market only lasts 446 days. And I've seen estimates that are far lower than that, but even so we're talking about just a bit over a year, right? And they're probably talking here from the beginning of the downtrend to the point when we get back above uh, where we were to begin with. And so there, there are differing um, definitions of what a bear market looks like. Uh, but the average return of those bear markets is negative 38.4%, right? Compared with 209.2% being the average return for, for a uh, bull market. So bull markets last longer and provide higher returns um, to the upside um, by multiple times over than the bear market does to the downside, right? So what, what am I saying? What, what's all this matter, right? All this means uh, is that don't freak out. Okay, keep buying, keep um, keep putting money to work, right? Just think about it this way. I, I know many of you who probably listen to this or watch this haven't invested for long periods of time. Look, I admittedly myself this is the third correction uh, you know I have invested through. So I I was investing in September of 2018. I was investing in February of 2020, and I'm investing now, right? Um, so it's the third correction that I have invested through and none of them have been comfortable, but I've kept putting money to work in every single one. And guess what? Your returns look quite great if you're putting money to work, uh, at low values, right? On the back end, right? While it's happening, everything looks negative. Everything looks horrible, you know, down 13% or whatever. It looks horrible, right? But if you're putting money in, you know, in February of, you know, 2020, March of 2020, and stock market's down 30%. I mean, you know, you, on the back on the back side of that, you've seen uh, some pretty fantastic returns. If you just go back, uh, if you put money in at the bottom, even being down 13% um, year to date currently, uh, if you put money in at the bottom of the coronavirus crash, you're looking at a 79.27% return from that time, right? And if you go from the high just a month prior, um, you would only be up 22%. Uh, from that time, right? So a very dramatic um, increase in your returns by just buying lower prices. And that's why I say that dollar cost averaging and simply just buying with every paycheck is so valuable because you're going to buy highs and you're going to buy as the market's going up and you're going to take that momentum and ride it. And when the market's down, guess what? You get to buy as well. Just for instance, the month of April just ended. A bunch of people are getting paid at the end of the month of April. And guess what that means? That means a bunch of 401k contributions are also being made at the end of April, beginning of May. And guess what? You're getting to buy at discounted prices. Why in the world, as a stock, and I, this baffles me all the time, why is the stock market the only place that we hate buying something at a discount? Why is the stock market the only place where something can be on sale or decrease in price and we don't want to buy it when it decreases in price or it hurts to buy it when it decreases in price? Anywhere else in our life, right? Uh, a pair of shoes, clothes, I mean, electronics, anything, right? 
If it decreases in price, it increases the likelihood that you will go purchase it, right? But for some reason, the stock market is not that way. We get so emotionally tied to the positivity uh, that when the negative occurs, we get um, you know pushed away and we don't like it. Um, but ultimately, if you can grin and bear it and continue to buy and maybe even put a little extra money to work, if you've got some extra money that can be invested, by all means do so and you will reap benefits on the, on the backside. Now, is that to say that we're done with this correction? No. Is that to say that this correction doesn't become a full-blown, you know, 20% plus down on the S&P bear market? No, that's not what that means either, right? But what this does mean uh, is that even if you buy it 13% down, at no point has it ever been a bad idea to buy 13% uh, below market highs, right? So let's just, uh, I'll, I'll try to give you an example here if we can go back to the coronavirus pandemic and just uh, see if I can pinpoint around where the market was uh, at certain points during the pandemic. So let me see. Um, the market was down 12.6% between February uh, 12th, 2020 uh, and February 28th, 2020, right? 12.6%, right? And the market would continue down another 20% from its highs from that particular point, right? So it would cont continue downward. So even if the market continued down to be 33% uh, down, um, and then you just continued out of it. Let's say the market did the same thing on the backside uh, of a big crash here uh, as it did back then. You would be up 40% uh, if you were buying when the market was down 13% uh, at that particular point. And now the market's down 13%. And if you can make 40% in the matter of a couple of years, that's fantastic upside. Those are fantastic returns. Uh, I don't know anybody who would turn those returns down uh, in their portfolio. So just keep in mind, it is not a bad idea to buy. If anything, it is a better idea to buy than it was a few days ago, right? When the market was a little bit higher. It's a better idea to buy than it was at the end of March when the market was uh, you know, considerably higher than it is uh, today. I mean, for, for the year, we were only down 3.44% at the end of March. Now we're down 13.86. So, um, the moral of the story is keep buying. The moral of the story is keep putting money to work. If you're a young investor, stop playing around with Tesla and stop playing around with, you know, meme stocks and stop playing around with NFTs and cryptos and things like that and put your money in index funds and continue to put money in over long periods of time and you will be glad that you did. Look, I'm not somebody who's going to say that you should you know, never do any type of speculation. Uh, that's not my game. I, I believe small amounts of people's portfolios can be uh, speculative assets. But I think so many young people got into this market when it was hot, right? And got into speculative assets and got burned, right? Which is what always happens. Anybody who stays in speculative assets too long and thinks that the, the music's never going to end, the music always ends, right? Uh, there are so many stocks that have just been obliterated from uh, where they were at their highs. I mean, I've talked about some of them before, but let's just go to some of the, the most obvious names, right? Um, Peloton, down 81.68% uh, in a year, right? Um, Netflix wasn't even a name that was you know super hot or anything. It's a big company, uh, down 62.61% over the past year. Um, Zoom, right? You look at a one-year chart, of Zoom down 68.28%. Um, I mean, I can go on and on. Let's see, uh, I think another one, um, 
maybe Shopify, Shopify one year down 61.96%, right? All of these were in the hot speculative uh, type of market and they have been absolutely crushed on the back end. And a lot of people messed around with Tesla, right? Tesla's up 27% over the past year, but uh, from its all-time highs, I mean, it's still down uh, in its own bear market territory, right? So nonetheless, I, I'm not saying that there should be no speculation ever. I'm not saying that uh, it's not fun to speculate because I'm sure, you know, it is, especially when things are hot. Uh, but ultimately, what's going to be most beneficial? What's going to be most beneficial is just continuous buying over long periods of time, buying market corrections, buying bear markets, buying when things are good, buying when things are bad, right? Uh, and just having a very consistent strategy. So ultimately, these are the things I think you should do, right? Just a couple things. One, have a plan, okay? Know what you're doing and why you're doing it, right? If you're a college student and you're somebody who was, you know, putting money into Robinhood, um, you know, to invest during the pandemic because that's what was hot and that's what was cool, that's not a plan, right? Have a plan. There's probably better uses of your money if you're a college student, okay? So have a plan, work the plan, plan how you're going to invest and why you are investing. Most of the time, if you write down why you're investing, uh, you can talk yourself out of bad decisions and into very good ones. Uh, review your risk tolerance, right? Uh, understand what your uh, risk-taking ability is and should be, uh, because if you take more risk than you should, market downturns like this uh, are going to hurt even more. If you take the proper amount of risk, then a market downturn like this should turn into uh, a fairly good buying opportunity for you in your portfolio. Uh, so understand your risk tolerance, your risk profile, uh, and then take advantage of these types of opportunities because of that. Um, rebalance if you need to, right? So many people got so stock heavy uh, over the past few years, given the amazing returns. Uh, and then you get really stock heavy, you stay really stock heavy, and then what happens? What happens? You get a, a market a downturn, a correction, a bear market, and the value of your portfolio um, decreases mightily, uh, and your risk tolerance was not in line with what your asset allocation was, right? So rebalance uh, in order to stay within the bounds of your risk tolerance, and just take your life and your stage in life into consideration. Understand where you are uh, and where you should be, and you will be fine, right? Understand yourself and make good decisions on the back end. Now, real quick, before we close out, I don't want you to think that the stock market is the only thing that's been uh, destroyed this year, right? If you owned just a bond index, like a total bond market index, you're down in correction territory or very close this year as well. Um, the Vanguard total bond market index is down 9.49% year to date. Uh, and if you go a one-year chart of that particular bond index, down 10.52%, right? Um, so a lot of asset classes are getting beat down. Uh, but that is the time when putting money to work, even as painful as it may be, is the best idea, right? So keep putting money to work, keep doing your best uh, to be a, a smart long-term investor, uh, and you will thank yourself for it later. You may even thank me for, for talking you off the ledge today uh, later on, but nonetheless, I'm not just trying to talk you off the ledge, but I'm trying to encourage you uh, to continue, encourage you to, to push forward and to be the best investor, the best uh, manager of your own finances that you ultimately 
can be. So hopefully this is helpful to you guys. You can understand corrections uh, in bear markets a little better. Hopefully it wasn't too negative uh, of a sentiment on this episode. Hopefully it was a bit more encouraging and just uh, informative to you guys. Uh, and hopefully you can take this and you can uh, apply it to your own life and your own situation and make uh, your portfolio as uh, effective as it can be for you and where you are in your own life. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this episode, uh, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. Then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.